This portion of the show is brought to you by Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. Let's get right to it. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff Orvitz here with Olivia this hour. I skipped out yesterday, but here I am. And she's like, oh, it's Monday. <laughs> I wish I could. Sh- I, once I get on break, I don't know the days of the week. Yeah, it's like a big long weekend for five weeks. <laughs> if, I got, if I could only convey smell through the radio, I think you guys would be quite happy. <laughs> mm, I'm sure you would. Yeah, Olivia's been whipping up uh, cookies as gifts. And, uh, lots and lots of cookies. Lots of love in our household. Yeah, lots of things Ooh. going on this time of year. Lots of Christmas parties and all that. Uh, we've got a busy show for you today. Um, we'll get on to inflation. Uh, the numbers came out. We'll talk about that a bit. We've got a couple studies on various things from studyfinds, studyfinds.org. I, I like that site. Uh, coyote attack in Arizona. Where? Uh, north, northern end of Phoenix, <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere. Um, let's talk about truck stops. Let's talk about abortion in Arizona. And then we've got Bob Thorpe, uh, former state rep, candidate for, what's that position? County um, <laughs> recorder. County Impressive. recorder. Yeah, I'll have it all straight before Bob gets in here. Uh, he's running for county recorder. But we're going to talk other things. He's got a bunch of news updates for us. So that's in the second hour. So stick around for all that. Uh, sponsor is Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona. If your roof, you have trouble with your roof, you're getting leaks. And you're looking at it and you're like, I don't want to spend a fortune replacing my asphalt shingle roof. Why don't you give Dave a call at Fresh Roof of Northern Arizona. Uh, Dave's an experienced home inspector. You can come out, do a free roof inspection, also give you an estimate on their coating system that in many cases is like 90% less versus the cost of a new roof. Uh, can extend the life of your roof by up to six years as well. Call Dave. He'll come out, check it out, give you an estimate, see what you got going on there at 928 928- 301-9404-928-301-9404 or go to freshroofofnaz.com. You got a flyer there. What's that? Uh, it says that there's a Flagstaff Republican Women's General Meeting and Christmas Party. It's December 14th at the VFW in Flagstaff from 11 to 1. They have Sheriff Mark Lamb as speaker and ask that you bring an ornament for exchange. Oh, nice. Okay, December 14th, VFW. Time again? 11 to 1. 11 to 1. And uh, uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb, who is running for the U.S. Senate, will be there. And um, we'll get the Senate candidates back on. I got a couple comments about this real quick. I I will get the, because I get a lot of requests, and we're already scheduling people in the new year. Uh, Before you know it, we'll be taking some time off for. Uh, Christmas and then into the new year and then January back 2nd. With more. Yeah, Tuesday we'll be back uh, with more. So um, I've already got several candidates scheduled. My goal is to, especially on the Senate race, e- each have them tell their kind of life story and let them talk and let you try to decipher if they're full of it or not. <laughs> That's generally what I like to try to do. Just let them talk and see if they, you know, are somebody that you'd want to have a cup of coffee with or a cup of tea or a beer or whatever you do. Right. And see if they, yeah. I mean, are these and people, they're, you know, capable of. Yeah. Yeah. I actually mean, doing that. Can whatever they, they're running for. Yeah. My, my goal is especially like, like let's get lamb and he's been on before. So it's Carrie Lake. So I think, you know, their story, but I, I just let them, I think I'll give those high-profile candidates an hour, and let's dig into it a bit, go longer form, and that's the plan in the new year. And 
And I, I, neither one of these guys, you, they've been on so many times, Lamb and especially Carrie Lake. Um, I don't think they'll nauseate you or anything, but that, that's kind of my goal. Is like we hope, yeah. Like, can you can you stand these people even just for an hour? So, would you want them to be your representative? I don't know how their metrics how to how to base this stuff at this point because they all say very similar stuff at this point. Yeah. And then when they get in there, you're like, it's uh, kind of like you have to wait to see yeah, when they like, actually get in there. Yeah, and then you're like, then disappointment usually seeps in within <laughs> a, just a couple of weeks of most of these people taking office. Not always, but. Um, which leads me to my second thing. Um, okay, this is an event. Let me hand me that flyer. This is an event. It's paper. <laughs> <laughs> this is an event. Rare. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is an event that the, is it the Coconino County? Re- no, it's the Flagstaff Black Republican, Republican Women's and group. And then there's also the Coconino County Republican Party. There's Yavapai groups as well. I think that in my... Departure from the Republican Party a couple months ago that people may have misconstrued that I like hate Republicans because I, I did recently get a comment about that. Um, and my leaving the Republican Party more had to do with the national politics, the national Republican Party, and especially DC and my just how sick of it I got and how they weren't like, like Mitt Romney, you know, like being associated with a party that is the party with Mitt Romney in it and other people. Republican only in name. Yeah, Rhino. I just got sick of that and wanted the independent label. Um, I, I think that groups, I know that groups like Flagstaff Republican Women's Group, Coconino County Republicans, Yavapai Republicans, and there's a bunch of other groups. I ain't talking about you guys. I hope that wasn't, you know, that, that it wasn't deciphered that way. Because these are people that are boots on the ground in your community. And I know a lot of these people. These are true, hardworking, you know, love America, conservatives trying to fight for our republic. Uh, it's definitely, I didn't want to, I don't want it to reflect on that because that kind of got back to me. It's not about that. It's, it's just, it's just sick of and really sick of the, the party politics, especially on the national level and, and, and oftentimes the state level as well, although Arizona's a little better than some other states. So I want to just kind of thank all you out there who are out there, boots on the ground, the, the, the committee, uh, men and women in the neighborhoods and things like that. Um, most of you are, are awesome. And it's just like, I'm so sick of though having to deal with the Mitt Romneys and the people like that and the last speaker of the house. McCarthy, who's just leaving, so he can go do bigger and better bad things for our country, I guess. So keep up the good work, and uh, I'm happy to still always do stuff with you and, and get your announcements out there. You can send those to talkwithjeff at iCloud.com. That's talkwithjeff at iCloud.com. I don't know, because I, I've just been so frustrated, as many Americans. I mean, yeah, it makes system. complete sense. It's yeah. like, just look around us. Yeah, look around us, what's going on. But on the local level, those are hardworking people who are actually making changes yeah. and fighting. Yeah, so. going to the city council meetings and stuff like that. So, yeah, always happy to announce your stuff and even have you on if you got something something going and you want to talk about it. Um, anyway, okay, let's hit on uh, my, my list before we get to Hour 2 with Bob Thorpe. Uh, three people were bitten by a coyote or coyotes. Um, a couple days east of I State 17, Happy Valley Road. This is coming from Arizona Game and Fish and an article from uh, 12 News, including a, a four-year-old. So I don't know what's going on there. Rabbit coyotes. I think about this because you guys are out in the forest a lot. Yeah. And I've heard the... the yeah, you hear them. They're really close. Yeah. I've, I mean, we see them too. Yeah, one, one time I was, you know, doing work outside in Camp Verde and they were like surrounding me. <laughs> 
I just heard all through the forest. It was like dozens so and dozens. I'm so glad that we have such a fierce guard dog who would flee yeah, a danger yeah. can. We, you know, last yeah. night in the dark, she was approaching, and I wasn't sure if it was our dog or a wolf or a coyote or yeah. what. I um, Yeah, we got a dog that's super loyal, except for she flees at the first <laughs> break of a scared. twig. Yeah. Um, you know, I've thought about sometimes, especially if you're out in, in, in nature for a little bit longer, especially after that uh, bear attack in the Prescott area, kind of out there in the Bradshaw Mountains, that area last year, uh, where somebody actually, they got killed out in front of their home in the morning while having coffee, even re- remote home, but still. So you start thinking when you're going on these longer trips, and maybe I should ask Rob Wilson about that. He's due this week or next couple of days, maybe tomorrow. Uh, what's a, a proper gun? Is that the word? A proper gun? What is a proper gun for <laughs> like hiking and, you know, lightweight that'll take something down? It's not like we have to deal with grizzly bear and stuff like that here. And you got to carry like a 45 or something. But yeah, I, I think there's about obviously that when you guys stuff that's there. around. Yeah. Yeah. You still got to, you know, you never know what's going to happen anymore. Even the animals are going to animal. Grizzly bears could invade. They could. <laughs> it's Sharknado. <laughs> they could escape Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope not. I, we got to go to Arizona. That's a great place. Yeah. Right, right there in Williams. Yeah. That's an awesome place. A really there. long time. Okay. Economic front. Core prices, according to the feds, uh, they released the numbers today. So these are the core prices. This strips out, uh, let me do this top of my head, food, fuel, and housing. <laughs> <laughs> me expecting another F. <laughs> yeah. Food, fuel, and housing. Um, fun. You know, family. fruitfulness, family. Yeah, anyway, it's so core prices strips that out, rose 4% year over year. Uh, some of the headlines out there were like, we're stuck at 4%. We're stuck at 4% on the core, on, on, on these core items. Uh, overall inflation, though, no. let me take that back. Core prices include food and fuel, I'm sorry, and housing. Um, overall inflation, the CPI number strips out the food, fuel, and housing. That's three point one percent. So it's if you if you take out the things you actually really really need, food to eat to keep alive, <laughs> fuel so you can go get the food or go to the job to pay for the food that's inflated, uh, and housing so you don't freeze oh, to death so you can stay alive to eat the food. I mean, basically the essentials, you strip that out and you're down to 3%, which is still one, well, 3.1% is the number, still 1.1% over the Fed target. The Federal Reserve's target is to keep inflation at 2%, meaning you lose 2% of the value of your currency every year, and we've been doing that for decades and decades. They're stuck at 3 uh, I think it's higher still because gas prices, as you noticed, have come down over the past couple of months. Uh, and that's a big input cost to all the other stuff. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if we're stuck at that 3 to 4% range forever. Well, you know, when they told us transitory, it's such a lie. It's such a lie when they oh, told yeah. us transitory. Here we are. We're just stuck at this level. You've seen 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% price increases over the time period. You know it. You're shopping. You're paying for stuff, and you're strapped. Um, Most of us feel this. And we transited to that new higher level, and then I guess you can expect it will just keep ticking up at 2, 3, 4, probably 3 or 4% more realistically uh, going forward. So not to me, not the best news ever, but it's just kind of holding steady. It's just transited to that new level. Um, but me, I'm just, a, I'm a little bit of a pessimist sometimes when it comes to the economy. I have a, a study here <laughs> from studyfinds.org that being too optimistic causes people to make poor financial decisions. 
So if you're too optimistic, the study finds that you make poorer financial decisions. Um, People who displayed excessive levels of optimism also displayed poorer cognitive skills, (laughs) skills according to the study. (laughs) I mean, that makes perfect sense because you're like, oh, I have $2 saved and I'm going to buy a million dollar house, but don't worry, I'm optimistic, I'll win the lottery tomorrow. This is my long-term financial (laughs) plan. I think these are the same people that are in public office. Don't worry, we'll find the money somewhere. I'll find the solution. Well, they always do find the money somewhere, so it's like they they kick the cushions on the national couch, I guess. Uh, It also includes drops in verbal fluency, fluid reasoning, numerical reasoning, and memory. (laughs) On the other hand, those who displayed a more realistic and pessimistic personality made wiser financial decisions. I would like to say that I am an optimist with a healthy dose of pessimism mixed in there, right? I'm optimistic (laughs) about the future in some regards overall. It just depends on the subject. Yeah, it depends on the subject. I mean, I've always kind of been like, well, that sounds good, but let me prepare for the worst. Just Hope in case. for the best. Hope. Prepare yeah. and expect the worst. E- exactly. I mean, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And, you know, it's like, like you said, do I want to have $2, you know, under the cushions or would I like to have 200 <laughs> Can I survive a moderate... Zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse or coyote <laughs> apocalypse, apparently. Can I survive a moderate economic downturn for some time? Yes. Can I survive the zombie apocalypse? That's questionable. Yeah, you know, my, my optimism oh, may be too good. Yeah, she's already, <laughs> she's already. All right, one more here. Um, the Harvard, Angela and I talked about this yesterday, and I got the names a little bit confused. There was the uh, the Penn State president, whose name I now forget, actually resigned. She was the one that was in the congressional committee hearing where she's getting grilled from that congresswoman from upstate New York about anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism on the campuses in which she just couldn't even answer a simple yes or no question. Is that a violation of the student code if you call for like genocide against you know people in your, in your college here or whatever? And um, she couldn't answer that. So she got so much pressure at, at Penn that she uh, resigned. I think I accidentally called her President Gay because that's the actual Harvard president. Is President Gay, the, there's been calls for her to resign. One very wealthy hedge fund guy, uh, Ackerman, I believe, but I, I could be wrong on that name. One, he's a hedge fund guy. He's a very rich guy. Has uh, said he wanted to withdraw the money that he's put in there. There's been tons of, you know, the, the Harvard, those foundations have so much money, so many billions of, of dollars. Uh, so they had a big meeting last night, the board at Harvard, and went on and on and on and on. And in the end, they voted unanimously to keep this wonderful person on as the president of Harvard. Wow, she must be doing forward. so much good. Yes, they want something like, you know, they want her to continue to fulfill the vision and, you know, bring them to where they, you know, her vision and where they need to be. I mean, doing a bang up job so far. So she's going to stay on. I think both of these presidents, the one that resigned, the one that's still on, are a perfect example of people making hiring decisions uh, not based on full qualifications doing the diversity, equity, inclusion garbage. And this is what you're going to get. Bruce Sidlinger has been on the program here talking about air traffic controllers, how they did DEI in hiring. And, you know, (laughs) it's not been as safe lately. You're not getting the qualified candidates and the qualified people. You're not getting the best person for the job. Yeah, you're hiring based. You're getting the person to fit the picture. Yeah, check the box. That's what they're doing. So you're going to get people that aren't as good. 
That's the bottom line. So hopefully this, uh, I'm optimistic that this stuff will come to light. Hopefully not after a horrible uh, midair plane crash because we're hiring people based on whatever, gender, race, you name it. They're just checking a box versus qualifications. Hopefully it doesn't take a tragic accident. That's often how change happens, though. It takes a tragic incident or happening that that, that hits. And to then, make people be like, yeah. oh, that could be and me. Then, Do it, I really yeah, want this? It could have been my fit. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, that's where this person came from. That's why this is. So I hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah, but she's staying on. They decided unanimously and defended her, of course, uh, going forward. All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. You get a rock chip in your windshield. Remember to call Diamond Auto Glass first. They'll get that rock chip fixed. So you don't have a crack to the rest of your windshield. You need a whole new windshield. Diamond Auto Glass is the place that Angela and I go. We've had several windshields replaced over the years. Always call Diamond Auto Glass first at 928-779-4140. 928-779-4140 or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Clock is a ticking for family coming over for those holiday parties, Christmas parties, New Year's parties, and you don't want your carpet dirty. You don't want it. No way. Clean that thing up. Olivia's got a bunch of cookie all over the tile upstairs oh, from I do not. her little but um if I bakery. did <laughs> you call Zero Res of Northern Arizona. Uh, and here's the number because I got a great special. Three rooms of carpet clean for 138 bucks and deep clean tile and grout starting at $69 per room. They're experts at tile, vinyl, stone deep cleaning. Call for their absolute best pricing. Here's the number, 928-378-8888, 928-378-8888, or go to northern, not northern, zeroresnorthernarizona.com, zeroresnorthernarizona.com. Yeah, I make mistakes too. Too many cookies. <laughs> Okay, um, at the Arizona Supreme Court today, we may hit on this a little more in hour two of the show, and Bob Thorpe joins us. The court case regarding the 1864 Arizona abortion ban was heard today. So this was brought forward by um, Alliance Defending Freedom. They brought suit when the ban was stayed. So remember, you had Roe v. Wade disappeared. And essentially, abortion issue was turned over to the states. Some states had things on the books. Arizona had two things on the books. They had an 1864 pre-statehood. So this we're talking Arizona territorial times that banned abortion. See, we've been dealing with this issue for a long time. It banned abortion outright, outright in Arizona. And then um, last couple years, uh, anticipating the Roe v. Wade issue and all that, the Arizona State Legislature and former Governor Ducey signed a law into effect that put a um, uh, 12-week, 12, 12 i got to look that up, I always forget if it's 12 or 15, I believe it's the 12-week ban in Arizona, um, and put some time limits on it. So that became law when Roe v. Wade went away, and... People argued, though, there's the one that should also be in effect that 
uh, preempts that is the 1864 territorial ban, outright ban on abortion. So group brought it forward to court. It's worked its way all the way up to the Arizona Supreme Court as to which one is going to be in effect. The 1864 one was uh, a judge, judges ruled that it's not in effect. So that's when they kicked in this lawsuit. Uh, so they heard arguments today from both sides. And then I expect, I don't know, you'll hear about this pretty soon. Usually it takes them a couple of weeks to come up with an opinion. Maybe it'll be into the new year uh, to see where this actually lands. On that note, there is a group out there right now getting signatures. You may see them about, or you're going to see them about really soon because they only have a matter of a few months to get this on the ballot. Uh, they're working on stripping the current ban in Arizona, the 12 or 15 week, which you don't have a computer. Oh, so just whenever? Up. Yeah. Well, yeah, they want to do more of a California style. Um, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, you know, like up to, up to birth. That's, that's where, that's what I understand. I haven't read, in fairness, I haven't read the text yet, but I would imagine that it'll be quite uh, liberal and more like a blue state. Uh, so they're out there getting signatures to try to get that on the ballot coming up here for the, you know, the 2024 election. At that point of like right before birth, it's like, who's to stop them from going further? I'm like, oh, one month year old. Oh, if you don't want it, if it's really annoying and keeping you up at night, oh, just get rid of it. Yeah. You know what? It's sadly, it's like how sadly there's been so close to that. Sadly, there's been people that have argued that. I mean, I've heard some crazy stuff out there, like multi-year, you know, five and years old. And where does it go up to? Like, yeah, well, oh, my 12-year-old well, is I mean, really being annoying. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a good question. And, and it's like, oh, this is affecting my mental health. In Canada, and Mark Howitt did a big special on Canada a couple months back, um, they have the, basically you can get a letter from a doctor and, you know, you're just not feeling happy or something and you could do the, the suicide thing. Up in, up, in, up in Canada and other European um, countries do that as well. Uh, so, yeah, they, they, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a death cult, you know. It's, it's kind of like a death cult we got going on. Anyway, I will let you know how, how it goes. We'll keep an eye on it when they reach their decision. Unless, of course, it's when we're off for, for Christmas break and we're talking about something else. You're like, why, why isn't Jeff talking about this? I doubt there'll that be that. because we want Christmas break, yeah, we want to, yeah. I doubt that uh, it'll be that fast, but we shall see. All right. Get your comments in. Love to hear from you. We'd like to get some comments in this week. If you have some final thoughts on the year, you should actually get those in like, like pronto because um, this week we're obviously doing all new shows, but what we're doing is we're like, Bob's going to do next hour with me. He's staying an extra hour after the show's over to record a year end thing that we're going to air next week. So next week is all new programming. Uh, but it's, we're doing it in advance this whole week. So you know, we are wrapping things up. Yeah, so yeah. if you want your comment read, then send it in as soon as you can. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right, get that in. Any year end thoughts, anything you see coming to 2024, anything you want to throw in there, I'd love to share with everybody out there. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right, uh, it's Tuesday, Taco Tuesday up at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Voted best sports bar in Flagstaff many years in a row. Go get some great tacos. I love their tacos there. Tomorrow, don't forget Wing Wednesday because by the time I get on air, you already have hopefully eaten lunch tomorrow. And they have Wing Wednesday that starts at lunchtime. So it's an all-day thing. Half-price wings. Check it out. Sportsman's Bar and Grill just north of downtown Flagstaff. Plenty of park in there, by the way, right there in the Bastia Shopping Center, uh, kind of by the hospital area. Uh, Wing Wednesday coming up tomorrow. They got great drink specials as well. Check it out. Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Back in a minute.
Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. One of the things I'm whirling around for the new year is like we need a merch a merch store page on oh, our site. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we I, we should serious. I, I'm looking at those cookies. I'm smelling and eating those cookies up there and I'm thinking man, Olivia could whip oh up my a, gosh. a dozen or two cookies a week and and there goes the rest of my life <laughs> no it's good stuff it's like just think of the happiness you would bring to the community I mean and what's a cookie go for you go to a cookie shop is it a buck or two a cookie Ooh, a cookie shop we should get one of those here you, know, you want to like you want to make one or you want to go you go shop at one Kind of both. Yeah. Well, I would say start small and say, hey, I'm going to make a dozen cookies a week and put them on the website. make a dozen cookies a week. Put them on the website. What what should a dozen cookies go for from Olivia? Cookies by Olivia, maybe $12.99 a dozen, 20 (laughs) bucks. Support uh, Olivia's show operations here for 20 bucks, the dozen cookies. And they're good. She knows what she's doing. So we'll see. I got to go Christmas shopping though. I'm just so, I'm behind with trying to get all the show stuff done. Are and, you ever not behind uh, with And I go shopping. shop for like a couple people. Angela does most of the shopping. I'll get to it. Such I'll get to it. Such a procrastinator when it comes to that. Yeah, I don't like going to the stores and stuff. I find myself ordering a lot of the stuff online and I'm like, I just, I don't want to go out there because I get disappointed a lot. I go to a big box store to pick something out. And I'm like, you don't have that. You don't carry that yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's true. So I have I to know. like see things though. Because if I'm just like shopping online, you have to know what you're looking for. You can't just be like, uh. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. And so that's what's good for me. Yeah, I go on there and I'm like, I know exactly what I'm getting. Like, boom, click, done. Okay, um, some more items here. So ADOT, we've had a lot of ADOT news lately. I know. What is going on with that? Yeah, I know. Maybe that's another New Year commitment I need to get into is I need, I don't, I can't remember the last time we had someone from ADOT on the program. It's been years. Year, you probably don't remember anyone. I mean, it's been quite a few years. You know, recently we had the ADOT thing with the wildlife corridor that oh, they're yeah, planning to build right. on I-17. Then ADOT did some grant money to Flagstaff to put the buses in or the bus station in, in downtown Flagstaff. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. I just remember the snow um, plow one. Oh, they were training the snowplow drivers on a simulator? Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's see how that turns out. <laughs> I can't wait for the first snow to watch that. That's like a bunch like, of feet. Whoa, go, there goes the mailbox. Yeah, imagine if, <laughs> imagine if a bunch of people from Phoenix, like uh, before you go to northern Arizona in the winter, you have to take training, and they did virtual training online, you know, like... <laughs> What's it like actually driving in snow? <laughs> they're probably like, and they no come, one told me it would be this cold. Yeah, and they come up and they actually think they're like prepared. Because you just don't know until you know. You, you got to drive on snow. I've been, that's, I, I learned how to drive on snow. So it's just natural. You don't think about it. You don't really, you, you just know how to do it, right? They come up, imagine that virtual training. As long as oh, it's. Don't put that nightmare yeah, in my head. If we ever get some snow, we'll, we'll see how it all goes. Uh, and the other one on ADOT, and then I got a new one here. The other one on ADOT was them saying that they were going to be short however many tens of billions of dollars in their strategic planning over the next 
however many decades, right? It was like a massive number just to take care of the existing freeways in the state. I mean, what do we got? We got eight, 10, um, 17, and 40 running through Arizona. And then they want to add the I-11 corridor. And I'm like, well, the current, the current road that's considered to be I-11 outside Kingman, it's, it's like it was carpet bombed by B-52 bomber. It's like road? We're, yeah, road? we're not even, we're, we're, we're going, we don't need roads. Remember the end of Back <laughs> to the Future, the first one? <laughs> anyway, you know, really rough shape. So they've got all this backlog of stuff. And then I just, I don't know if we can add a freeway, if we can't even take care of the existing. It's like, it's like let's add an addition onto our house. And the rest of the house is like falling down. It's like I get maybe <laughs> got to fix. Not built yet. Yeah, I got to fix the rest. Of, I got to fix the rest of the house first. So they got another one here, uh, and this is probably good for truckers because uh, obviously, despite the efforts by the rabid environmentalist nut jobs that want to get rid of diesel and gasoline, but they don't like diesel, right? And most of our shipping comes from big trucks running diesel. It's not battery. It's not battery, and it's not going to be. I don't want to imagine for, it as for decades. So that's what gets all of our stuff. And if they've been really trying to push to get rid of these things. So we really do have to support our truckers out there who are, you know, running more stuff than ever before, especially with all us ding dongs ordering all this stuff on, on, you know, Amazon. I know they things. must have so much work right now. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's sad. When I, whenever I see someone from like the post office coming to deliver some stupid package I ordered on a Sunday, I'm like, can we, can I have an option to click where I say, don't deliver it on Sunday. I, I feel bad for it because it's like something kind of pointless. It's like a book or something. I'm like, I didn't need that. you're going to read for another week yeah, or something like, anyways. Why did you? I, yeah, I clicked on it on Saturday because that's when I had time to sit there and shop. Mm-hmm. I don't need it on a Sunday though or whatever. It, I mean, just, just, I don't know, little comments. That, it doesn't seem like the post office needs to be running a lot of the stuff. I guess except for maybe, um, where are we, the 12th? Is it next Sunday? So the Sunday after that, which is the day before Christmas. Oh, yeah. And people That'll are like, be some emergency I need stuff that right present. Then. Where's the post office? Where are they? Anyway, so ADOT wants to add truck parking on Arizona's freeways. You know, kind of like the rest stops where they can get in and park and rest and, you know, whatever the case may be. I'm taking public comment on that right now. They want to add 846 truck parking spaces in 10 locations alongside I-40, I-17, I-8, you know, excuse me, basically everything in Arizona. I thought you were going to say 846 rest stops. Yeah, could you imagine that? Oh, my gosh. I, I, I don't think this is a, a horrible idea. I, I wonder sometimes, though, if we make things overly complicated, and by we, I mean the government, because there's, as you're coming up from Camp Verde on I-17, there's like a chain-up area. Uh, Well, there's a rest stop uh, past um, McGuireville there, right? Um, Cornville exit and all that, right? Yeah. But then there's another pullout somewhere up the road, I believe, that's kind of wide. I sometimes wonder if you just pulled, you know, did a... 50 foot off the side. Didn't, you didn't have to get super fancy. You just offered more pullout spots. Not even exits, just pullout spots where, you know, you can just pull up to chain up or you're super tired and would you rather have them just sitting there beside, you know, maybe 10, 20 feet off the freeway on a paved spot? Or heck, it could even be dirt. Let's, why do we get so fancy all the time, right? So they can rest and pull over. It seems like it'd be yeah. better to have more of just a They're pull out. They're probably just thing. thinking that um when you're driving and you see a rest stop and you see other people stopping, you are more likely to actually 
pull off. Perhaps, but the truckers would know, hey, this yeah. is a well, spot. Well, that could just be what they're thinking. Yeah, I mean. there's there's space for five semis there, and I can just mm-hmm. pull over because my eyes are starting to fall, you know, and I'm swerving and stuff. And, you know, I just think it's a good, it's a good idea. What I don't like, I don't actually like, and I know that you, some of you might be like, why are you whining about this one? I don't particularly care for rest stops in some cases. Wow, that's specific. Thank you. <laughs> care to elaborate? Thank you. I will. Um, I don't like when the government puts a rest stop with um, some services or just even the bathroom services like one mile from a commercial area. Because a commercial area privately can put like a, a larger gas station or truck stop or restaurant or whatever, right? They have a commercial application going on. And then you, you build a rest stop a mile before that so people don't go to your – the service is already being provided by the private sector. So I don't want them, I don't want them to do something like that. Because, yeah, when it's taking away yeah, it's from taking those away. opportunities. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden people were stopping at an area that is you – know, somebody invested millions of dollars into a truck stop with a restaurant with showers maybe, et cetera, et cetera. I've seen this throughout the country. And then the government comes in and says, we're going to put a rest stop. And there's going to be vending machines and bathrooms there. And it's like there a is a lot. rest stop. Yeah. So then it gets expensive. And here's what happens with these rest stops when the economy takes a dump. Because the economy always takes a dump at some point, right? They shut them down. You know, they'll wind up closing them down because they can't service them. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen this here in Arizona. They shut down a bunch of rest stops over the years. Now, all of a sudden, we're back in the phase of we're going to open them back up. Now, parking area is fine. I mean, just make some pullouts. But then they're going to be like, oh, we're going to make a pullout and somebody's going to have to go take a, take a pee in the, you know, in the forest there. Okay, well. There's a five-star hotel. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Then all of a sudden, oh, we got to put uh, porta-potties and all this. I mean, let's just stop making things so complicated. You know, just, just simplify a little bit. So we'll see what happens. Uh, in northern Arizona, they're talking about, oh, by the, I-40. Here, here it is. I-40 parks rest area. That one's already there. I think they just got to rehab it because it's from the 70s and they shut it down during oh. COVID. And, you know, it just looks like it's all, it looks like the truck stop where you would stop um, to get your crack cocaine <laughs> 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 or something like that. I mean, it's the Parks Rest Area Hunter Biden Center. <laughs> McGuireville. They oh, wow, they should rename it. So maybe they're going to expand some of that. I, look, I'll, let's, we'll double up our efforts to try to get ADOT and try to maybe bring some. Or maybe you think I'm off base on this. I, I don't think I am. You can email if you want to get on the show this week. Talk sounds with Jeff. Logical. That sounds logical, but who knows? Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right, let's see here. Um, if I was selling a home in the Flagstaff area right now, maybe the government put a truck stop or a rest area a quarter mile from my back porch. <laughs> and I'm like, well, people are coming over knocking on the door. Can we use your bathroom? bathroom? Yeah, they didn't put a bathroom. Snap it's just bar. a truck stop. <laughs> I would call Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by eXp. She's done a great job for so many people throughout uh, the Flagstaff area in northern Arizona and selling their home, realizing top dollar, uh, quick turn times in getting it because she, she'll meet with you, make sure you ex- where your expectations are at, where you want to be at. She brings in her team. She has the knowledge, the skill, the passion to get your home sold. Call her up. The only agent that I would call if I was selling a home right now, 888-446-5602. That's Kelly brought us at 888-446-5602 or go online, get an instant valuation on your home 
and get more information at northernarizonafinehomes.com. That's northernarizonafinehomes.com. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show this is Jeff Orvitz, and if you listen to my show, you know that I recently had the blinds replaced in my house. And when we decided to get this done, obviously we called my friends at the Blind Brothers, and we weren't going to deal with anybody else because this is a great northern Arizona company. They don't use subcontractors, so you know who you're dealing with. Now, the Blind Brothers came in. They laid out all the options for us. We picked out, my wife Angela and I, a great set of blinds. Uh, they gave us a great price. We opted to have them do the installation, which they can do for up to half off the price uh, as well as any other advertised specials it's a great deal they came in they took out all the old blinds got rid of them hung the new blinds they work perfect we are very very happy i want you to do your neighbors a favor call the blind brothers for a free estimate at 928-634-2423 i know you're going to be happy that's 928-634-2423 or go online they have great monthly specials at theblindbrothers.com Olivia is here with me as we wrap up this hour. Um, Bob Thorpe, former state rep, is going to be with us next hour. He's done a lot of national issues. We covered some of the statewide ones. I know. Those were just riveting. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they were. I mean, this is what's going on around the state. I don't don't want to make truck stops and there's coyotes (laughs) rampaging around. And there was a plane crash in western Arizona in Mojave County, small plane. And then a couple people died on that one. Um... Is there anything else? Did I miss anything else? Hmm. I don't know. I know Governor Hobbs There's hasn't done anything today. Important. Yeah, well, yesterday we covered how Hobbs was uh, tough on the border all of a sudden, you know, writing a letter to Biden, which I do appreciate. She wrote a letter to Biden, basically calling on the failure of the border. Was it like a mail letter or like an email? Sorry, that's just what I was No, that's wondering. actually a good question. I mean, yeah, did they like deliver it by courier? <laughs> did they email it? Who gets this stuff? Yeah, because could you imagine how much how much does the president actually get? Like mail, you know, and it's like, how do you know that that letter even got to him? That's a good point. I don't know. Did she hand deliver it? You know, was it carrier pigeons? Yeah, um, was it emailed? There was an acknowledgement that, yes, we got your letter, Governor Hobbs, that Biden's doing a horrible job at the border. But then and you like- want to use National Guard to enforce the border a little more. Then it's probably like it never even, Biden never even knew about it kind of thing. He don't care. He shredded that thing, you know, but (laughs) she's right on this one. I mean, I want to give her credit. She's a leftist Democrat governor, but I will give her credit on this. It it does reek of uh, election year. What is she up to? Yeah, it's like all of a sudden. And then yesterday I said, yeah, well, welcome to the club. Well, it's about time. But, you know, she ain't going to follow through on that. And same thing with Ruben Gallego, who's running for Senate. He wants to. He's a dem, presumed Democrat front runner for the U.S. Senate. It's like all of a sudden he's tough on crime. And it's like, oh, where were you? Where were you all these years? So, anyway, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. One more here, Olivia. 
uh, from studyfinds.org.org. Org. Do we go with org or org? Org. I've never heard you say org until today. Yeah, why would I say that? I have no idea. I, you over- I was laughing inside. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying, and there were people crying on the inside on that one. Uh, retire <laughs> by the age of 44. So a, a new study for young adults, which the Gen Zers happen to be, I think, I thought the millennials were kind of out of touch. The Gen Zers are a wee bit, a tad bit out of touch even even more so. Young adults still rely on their parents financially well into their 20s. We know that. Yet according to a new poll of 2,000 adults, maybe it wasn't just young adults, Americans believe the average person should be able to afford their dream home. The dream home. We're not talking like a starter home, right? You know, a little junk or something. Like but their afford, final home. Yeah, like their dream home by the age of 33, which I don't think is super realistic. And if you think that's wild, the age at which people think retirement becomes attainable is two decades earlier than, like, reality. <laughs> so this this group that's living at home until they're, like, I don't know, 32, they're going to attain their dream home by the age of 33, according to this survey. And then the average person should also be able to afford a, a car by the age of 26. What kind of car? Is it a hoopty or is it an $80,000 Tahoe or something. It doesn't say that in here. Along with a starter home and a child by the age of 30. I don't think that's unrealistic. I think you can definitely get a starter home well before 30. Mm-hmm. And I would advise don't wait to have kids till you have enough money because you will never have enough money and henceforth you will never have any kids. <laughs> Seriously, because the kids just suck the just suck the money. Like They're like the federal government. Just sucking the money out of your pocket. Hello, kid in the room. <laughs> oh, sorry. You did make some money from time to time, though. From time to time. We should tax it. We should tax it. Anyway, <laughs> um, shockingly, these same people think that's... Um, they should be retiring, retiring, according to the survey, by the age of 44. The thing with that 44. is they're saying that that's enough, um, they'd have enough money to retire by then. Yeah, they won't. Which, yeah, isn't true. But I think that even if they did, there's a reason that people don't retire until the age that they commonly do. And that's because it's like... What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, what do you You're 44 do? and you're just going to, oh, I'm done. Well, no, it's, a, it's a good point. I would Sit in my house. <laughs> yeah, I would suggest that retiring at a very early age is may not be the best decision for your life as far as activities and just keeping happiness. your mind busy and happiness. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to go get a full-time job. Some people do. Some people start a new career. Um, I've had a couple of careers now. Here, here we are, you know, and... Um, didn't exactly need to, to be quite honest with you, but sometimes you, you just want to keep going or you start volunteering, you start getting into all kinds of starts as a side you know, thing, different things, side gig. How many people we talked to that started a side job and they like didn't mm-hmm. need to you know, just kind of keep going. But I would agree with you. It, having a goal of, I want to retire. I, I should retire by 44. Eh, why? You know? Uh, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do after a while? <laughs> All right. Uh, Bob Thorpe joins us next hour, so stick around for that. And get those comments in. We'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. You're out of here. Go get my cookies done. Okay. Going to eat some more. Back in a minute. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sportsman's Bar and Grill, voted best sports bar in Flagstaff. 
This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. I barely gave Bob time to put on his headset. Can you well, hear me you, now? You run a tight ship. Yeah, it's, it's uh, well, you're staying late so we can do a show for next week so I can take some time off, so our year end. You never take um, time off. You're- I try. I'm really going to try this time. I'm going to, like, disconnect, and I'll turn the phone off for a good week or so. Um, I've got some plans. Even you and I were talking before. We, we haven't gone out duck hunting here in, in several weeks, and there's still time for us to do it. So we might try to do that a couple times. I've actually heard know. some shotgun blasts recently at Lower Lake Mary. Yeah, so they're still there, or they're just shooting because they're frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I want to get out there and do that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of – I want to be honest with you folks. I mean, I, I next week's program's all new, right? So that's why Bob's going to stay an hour late. And then I got Kim Doss and Kelly Broadus. I've got Mark nice. Howitt. I've been kind of working all these shows, so next week's programming is all new. It's kind of our year-end you know, wrap-up and review and looking ahead to 2024. But the following week after that is I pulled a bunch of interviews from the year – Nice. That I think, hey, I like this one, I like this one, and I've kind of done that, but just, you know, I just kind of recut the intro that, you know, to let everyone know that it's, it's a rerun and Merry Christmas, et cetera, et cetera. My, my, my point being here, long story short, or maybe short story I made long, <laughs> is that I've already had Christmas, New Year's, and <laughs> because when you're doing, like, you know, the, the best of shows, and yeah. hey, cut this, do this, and you're like... Whew, Christmas is over. It's New Year's. You know, <laughs> tomorrow I'm back at work, uh, January 2nd. <laughs> well, three or four days before uh, Christmas arrives, you, you know, when I watch Fox News, uh, from that point, yeah. you know, from about the 22nd of December until after January 1st, mm-hmm. um, it's all like guest hosts. You know, it's almost like there's no news. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, the sad reality is, is this is when they're sneaking the stuff through. Especially right. the, the D.C. politicians. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look back on history, this is when the stuff happens. You know, we should maybe take off in January and stick around in December because that's when they're going to hit it. I mean, I yeah. think we got the Federal Reserve and the income tax like right before Christmas in 1913. That was a good one. And, uh, you know, one of the articles I found um, that concerned me this week was, I guess, the um, the Biden administration is trying to, not through Congress, but trying to once again uh, control how you um, are able to sell a gun. And in this <laughs> case, uh, they basically want to make every individual that owns a gun almost like an, um, a federal uh, firearms dealer oh, an okay, ffl so that if i go ahead and let's say i sell you a gun for 20 bucks or maybe i just give you a gun that <laughs> i can then be brought up on charges uh, almost like i was a uh, a federal firearms um dealer mm-hmm. and i'd uh, completely ignored the law is this in the comment stage or is this kicked in um i believe the um the regulatory body uh was it the um Comment stage. Uh, yeah, they're they're okay. they're already come out and basically said this is what we want to do. Great. Well, I think I have Rob Wilson tomorrow from Timberline. Good, good. Plan. So uh, I'll add that to his list because he's an FFL, federal mm-hmm. firearms license, and he holds that. And yeah, I mean, they just I don't know. I'm beginning to think they don't really like us, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just sinking in that I don't I don't think they like us. Okay, let's get into that much more uh, as well, including a new movie that's out that I didn't even know about, mm-hmm. and uh, the possible end of the world, and some optimistic news that we'll dig up. 
So hang tight. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I was just talking about pessimism with Olivia last hour. We were being very optimistic. Right. Um, but we'll bring that we'll, 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 back a notch. We'll completely <laughs> yeah. go 180. If you're conservative and you like your investments to maybe reflect those same principles rather than those companies out there that are really concerned with their wokeness um, versus running a successful business, and we've seen that before. Disney was a disaster this past year for investors. Uh, I don't give financial advice. Seek a financial planner and financial counsel before making any investment decisions because you can lose money investing, obviously. But I have talked with for many years, and I do stuff personally with Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management. He's also on my list for next week. He, you will hear from him giving a big kind of year-end, looking ahead to 24 uh, market uh, update analysis, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I really enjoy talking with him and picking his brain. Uh, if you want to have that conversation with him and maybe have him do what he what he's calling a woke mitigation portfolio review, call him up at 928 928- Two two five twenty four seventy four. That's nine two eight two two five twenty four seventy four nine two eight two two five twenty four seventy four. So yeah, you came in with uh, coffee, and I appreciate that. You're a, a um, you know how to keep things going. You're kind of a jack of all trades. Um, try to be self reliant. Try to be try to be self reliant. If the zombie apocalypse did hit, you'd be you'd be okay. I'd go. I'd stop by your house. I might get shot, but. <laughs> I'll stop by your house. But no, you were watching. I think you said you were listening to Dan Bongino's podcast, which I get to hear from time to time, but yeah, you know, it's hard for me to listen to much I, more. I listen um, to that one every day. And, yeah. Good um, one. And Monday through Friday. Yeah. And uh, it's extremely good. And I think he's very frank, uh, very trustworthy in his reporting. Yeah. Good. Good. So yeah, he, he, it was a movie out, new movie on Netflix. So he was talking about a new movie on Netflix that really bothered him. Oh, and it's, it's, and he, read about it he heard about it and it's called uh, leave the world behind and uh, it stars uh, julia roberts among other folks okay and um without giving a lot away it talks about you know some people that are probably above middle class you know they're pretty you know pretty well off they're in the hamptons in the hamptons and there's a cyber attack and basically society kind of breaks down completely around them Hmm. And um, so, you know, in reading, I'm, I'm reading a review here uh, that talks about it's extremely edgy and um, and upsettingly paranoid uh, and uh, genuinely clever is the way genuinely they refer clever. to, the way they refer to <laughs> you know, it. Roger but, Ebert, Ebert and, uh, whatever, right? Yeah, but, you know, uh, I also sent you, I don't know if you had a chance to see, the, the latest link I sent you was... Um, uh, it's uh, put out by American Military News, and it's talking about the increase in cyber attacks uh, by the Chinese. And and so what Dan Bongino was talking about, as well as uh, what this report that Dan cites you know, in his conversation, um, is that there's a real concern uh, that the Chinese, uh, for example, if they get ready to invade Taiwan, that they might first do cyber attacks against the U.S. just to disrupt uh, the U.S. anyway response shape uh, they can. And and when you read this report, it's it's interesting because they talk about you know water companies and energy companies and you know a whole variety of different places that have been attacked by what appears to be the Chinese military. Well, if you think about all the infrastructure that's online, it's pretty much everything. I don't know if you have you ever toured like the facility out in Lake Mary Road, the water company out there, you know, and they have all the 
this was years ago when I did this, about 10 years ago. Okay. And it, the the equipment and stuff, the knobs, it looks all real it, cool and everything. But at that time, it was like still looked like circa 1962. Uh-huh. But I know they were planning on updating to all the software-based stuff. So I would imagine that anybody who's crafty, uh, governments especially, could get into just about anything. And how much water supply do we have without the equipment to run it all, the computers and or the power or this or that? About five years ago, I was watching this documentary, short documentary, and they had set up like a $25,000, you know, very modern generator in a parking lot and, um, you know, producing power. Mm -hmm. It would probably handle, let's say, a very small community or maybe a number of neighborhoods in the community. And the goal was they they enlisted a number of um, hackers to see if they could bring down that generator. And they were able to do it in a matter of hours. How and, was it connected? Uh, they, they had set up the generator with a connection to the okay. internet. Oh, I see. Okay. But they had also set up, you know, firewalls and protection yeah. and things like that. So they thought they were secure. But, and, and these hackers yeah. were able to get into it. Oh, uh, I've, seen, I've seen videos where hackers have been able to um, hack into people's cars. Hmm. You know, a car parked in a parking lot, they're able to hack into the car, fire up the car, and start driving the car. Well, you know, so many, just just on the car area, so many cars now you can connect to your, just connect to your smartphone, like like Bruce's Tesla, and I'm sure all Teslas, you I just heard you that. unlock the doors to the Tesla. I just heard Hyundai, Hyundai was talking about that. Yeah, uh, so, they're, they're okay, vehicle. super convenient, but if... If it's connected to a network, it's hackable. Mm-hmm. Versus the old 1992 Honda Accord with the roll-down windows, mm-hmm. you know, and you had to reach over <laughs> the seat to lock the door, unlock the door, yeah. right? All that stuff. I mean, there's computer chips in the engine and this and that, but still, what, there's there's no connectivity there. So there's a lot to be said with, if you, if you are thinking there's going to be cyber attacks, you might not want the newest vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, you might not want to be have everything connected. Just think about if that happened. Financial records. I mean, think about all the stuff that's that everything. Your whole life is stored online. Well, I mean, think about the devastation that would happen. What if you get uh, one of those smart uh, thermostats and you walk into your house? It's thirty degrees outside, and you walk in your house and it's twenty nine inside. You yeah. Know? Well, I just you know um, <laughs> because there's a vent right above your head for the uh-huh. main heat, heating unit. Um, I turned it on right before we came on, and then I turned it off on my phone. Nice. So I mean, it's uh, yeah. I'm even connected, and I thought I would resist that type of technology forever. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want the smart home, mm-hmm. but you know what? I've adapted to and gotten used to a certain amount of cameras for security reasons, mm-hmm. thermostats when I'm away. I'm like, cause I had a house, you know, I had the house, um, the thermos, the, the, the heater go out one time when we were away. Mm-hmm. Had I had the thing on my phone, I would have known, you know, maybe the pipes don't oh, yeah. freeze and things mm-hmm. like, so it's, it's good and bad. It's, it's convenience versus, um, you know, there's there's the security risk. So in this movie, that it all breaks loose, uh, and they're sitting out there in the Hamptons as everything's coming apart. Yeah, it, they're the preview, good place to be. The I guess. preview on Netflix, and and I haven't had a chance to watch the the movie, but I probably will in the next day or so. But the the previews get really fascinating. You have the husband and wife, and and the son and daughter. They're sitting on the beach um, at the ocean, and they see this. Uh, uh, I think it's a big oil tanker. And it's heading right towards them. You know, it's like a mile <laughs> or two out. But they, they're sitting there watching it. And it's like it's getting closer, closer, closer. And finally, oh, man. finally they say, 
we're it's, getting out of here, coming. you know? Yeah. And, and so that's, that's the way they preview. They it. hacked into that. See, I think that gets a little more unrealistic though, because can they hack into everything? Mm-hmm. Does everything get, or is it just certain things? You know, there's, I had on uh, David Tice, who's, uh, I think he's a hedge fund guy, but he did that movie. I think it was, um, Dennis Quaid was the narrator about grid down, power up, something like that. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. All the, all the reasons. And, and he went to Sedona Film Festival, all the ways that the grid can go down. I'm going to re-air that that week, you mm-hmm. know, after Christmas, by the way. But uh, solar flares, mm-hmm. you know, grid going down. He, he listed several things. Um, EMP attack. Mm-hmm. But there is some questions about would everything go out with the EMP attack? There was this thought for a while that every car is just going to stop. Right. That's, you know, newer. And I don't know, maybe, maybe not. And then there's um, the other one was the cyber risk. I think that is probably the most realistic mm-hmm. and greatest potential risk for America today. But we don't take anything seriously anymore. I mean, you know, our our, our government argues over stupid stuff. Even the general population argues over stupid stuff. We can't even, we can't even determine, you know, who's a man or woman anymore. You think we're going to take cybersecurity <laughs> serious? Right. On my way to the studio, uh, I saw a car. It had a bumper sticker. It said, honk if you like girly boys. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, so oh my God. <laughs> you remember back in the 80s when they had Saturday Night Live and it was, um, it was like the girly. And we're here at Hans and Franz. Oh, yeah, here to yeah. pump you up. And it's, oh, you're a girly man. <laughs> and I think at one point they had Arnold Schwarzenegger guest hosting doing it. Yeah. You know, the whole routine. <laughs> now you'd be like, yeah, they're not, they're not going to allow that. Um, speaking of that technology you sent me an article who's this from arizona daily independent on the apple watch yeah and something happened in yavapai county i was just starting to read the article before you showed up didn't get very far though where it called the cops well that that was the apple watch and and this this occurred um yeah, I believe it was. Uh, let's see, I got a poll, December first, approximately yeah, one fifteen a.m. Yeah, yeah, and and so it was a Arizona Department of Transportation yard. Yeah, and um, so it's great. So the um, uh, I finally turned off that function on my on my watch. You know, it would come up and say, um, "Have you fallen down? You know, do you need me to call the uh, you know nine one one for you?" Fall you fall down a lot? No, no. <laughs> I, I'd be working with uh, my power tools or something, yeah. making a lot of noise <laughs> and yeah, vibrations and yeah. things like that. You definitely don't want to wear it when you're cutting wood with your chainsaw. Bob's out there shooting duck, and it's like, have you been <laughs> shot at? <laughs> And sheriff's so, coming sheriff driscoll and his folks are coming out to lake mary you know thinking we're in a shootout out there <laughs> so so you know is unique um so the watch actually initiated the call to 911 and i got to be honest with you you know you it, you're talking about pretty smart people at the, uh, you know uh, manning that 911 center because yeah. They, they didn't, you know, the guy, they get a hold of the guy whose watch called them and he's like, oh no, no, that was just a, you know, my watch screwed up, you know, nothing to worry mind about. Mind your own business, it says here. Yeah. Yeah. And or so the watch should mind its own business. And so, um, they end up sending out somebody to check. And what they did was they got to the ADOT yard and they found a, um, big dump truck, you know, like a, uh, you know, snow pusher laying on its side. Oh, he flipped the dump truck. He flipped the dump truck, and and so so <laughs> of course the guy the guy's hightailing it out of there because he doesn't want to get caught. Well, yeah, and and so the reason I sent you this article is I just found it fascinating that um, here in a, in a situation where somebody is um, has done something, probably it could have been an accident, it could have been just a bonehead yeah. thing that he did, but the technology um, actually uh, caught him. 
and mm. uh, in a way that he never thought would happen, and most of us would never think well, would you happen. Don't, you don't know what features are turned on on this thing. On yeah. this phone, I mean, you don't know what what it's doing. The apps that you agree to, the free apps, the, the tracking, and all that. Yeah, I know on Amazon they sell those bags. You stuff it in the metal lined aluminum bags, right? With like the little that, that little, blocks the signals and a little, stuff. Little Faraday cage, a little Faraday. Yeah, you get yeah. a little bag. They, mm-hmm. they sell those things. I mean, I guess you start wrapping yourself with tin foil. So yeah, so the guy takes a joyride in a dump truck. It sounds like, and then flips it over, and the watch senses that some kind of jolting action happens. Exactly. See, I don't. I've never. Do you have a smartwatch? I do. Is that Apple. Apple? It's an Apple. Oh, yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. I won't steal a dump truck with you. Because, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would say that if you are a career uh, criminal or just an idiot, um, you should probably stash the phone and the watch and the devices. You know, uh, before never, doing, I don't give any legal advice, but. <laughs> a, few, a few years ago, I was reading this article about somebody with an Apple watch, and it was pretty fascinating. The guy is out hiking, he falls off like a cliff. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a sheer cliff, but he's like bouncing down the side of this hill. He ends up busting himself up. He's got like broken ribs. And I mean, he, the guy's in bad shape. Yeah, The watch actually um, notifies 911 and somebody comes to the guy, this guy's okay, rescue. Good, so, so yeah, yeah for, good, for, good the, for the intended use, you know, of, of uh, trying to protect you, you know, it, it did what it was supposed yeah, to do. Just, I, I hate to get too used to technology and then you didn't show up to save me. My watch should have called you. you know, Wait, well, the, the it, it gets right back to what we started the show with. Um, I don't it, even remember or, what that was. Is the idea of a cyber attack. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's so, get back to that. So we totally get used to all of our technology uh, looking at, after us, and yes. then all of a sudden we get a cyber attack. Yeah, yeah. Your GPS stopped working, so now you have to get out a paper map. You, yeah, how uh, do I read this? You, you pull up to the gas pump, and uh, there's no electricity to the gas pump, so you normally uh, you can't use your your credit card or anything to tell the pump to deliver gas. Yes. but then there's no electricity to deliver the gas anyway. Yeah, and then if somebody has a hand pump sucking it out of the tank underground, the, the gas station attendant, sure, he ain't going to take your Apple Watch because that's worthless. He wants something real. <laughs> it's a trade. All right, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Speaking of uh, phones, good segue here. Just Wireless can repair your existing smartphone. Uh, if, if you got a cracked screen, bad battery, um, charging port issues, stop by Just Wireless right there on Milton Avenue as I-17 comes into Flagstaff right there by that Cold Stone Creamery. Um, they should give me free ice cream, Cold Stone. I always mention that when I talk about Just Wireless, and they're not a sponsor. So uh, I'm going to go in there and Well, just they say, should become a sponsor. I'm just going to go in there and say, hey, I talk about you guys all the time about smartphones. Can I have a scoop, please? Yeah. Anyway. Give them an invoice for like 10000 yeah. bucks. <laughs> Cold Stone. Okay. Um, yeah, Just Wireless <laughs> will be able to fix your existing smartphone. Great line of refurbished phones as well. Just Wireless. Great Christmas gift idea there. Accessories as well. Stop on by Just Wireless and uh, check them out at JustWirelessAZ.com. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show.
It's also a great time to head on out to Timberline Firearms and Training, just five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. I think Rob's due tomorrow on the program. I'm not checking the schedule, but that's what memory serves, if memory serves me right. Uh, Timberline has a great line of firearms, accessories, safes, ammunition, plus their indoor shooting range, nice and warm in there, uh, and all the training courses you're ever going to need. This is a great Christmas present idea. Get a gift card to Timberline Firearms and Training. Again, Timberline Firearms and Training, five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall, or call, call them up right now. Book one of those training courses for one of your loved ones as a Christmas present. 928-526-7900. That's 928-526-7900. one here, Bob. Um, Bob Thorpe's with me. They cloned gift cards. Yeah. Is that the one you were pointing to? So that's I great. I was just talking about gift cards. So um, kind of we're, we're, we've got a theme going here, mm-hmm. high technology. So people have got, they'll, they'll go in, they'll buy a gift card. Uh, they take it back to their uh, their business of ill repute and they, and they clone that. <laughs> business of ill repute. They, they clone, clone the gift card and then they uh, return uh, the gift card that, um, that they bought. Oh. And, um, and so ba- basically, that? basically, yeah. I mean, you think about it. It's a $50 gift card. You've yeah. now cloned it and then you return the one you bought. Now you have a, you know, a, a 50 bucks in your pocket. Yeah. It's a counterfeit but bill, basically. My guess is, you know, from reading this article, so agents from the Arizona attorney general's office, um, and Arizona retailers association, they're, they're basically looking into this problem and what happens and, you know, reading this, I guess the, um, you end up with a fraudulent gift card. Uh, people have ended up with a fraudulent gift card. Uh, and they talk about that. What you want to look for in the store before you buy a gift card is does the number on the gift card actually match the receipt? So in other words, mm. if, if they put a cloned gift card back in place of the one that, um, that you think you're buying, uh, you instead you're getting a cloned one. Uh, the number on the gift card is probably gonna, not going to match uh, whatever the register prints up. So yeah, you already lost me because I'm just like that. Already sounds like too much work. I yeah. should just give them a fifty dollar well, bill. Well, think, think about <laughs> yeah. You think about if you you could be doing thousands of these gift cards a day. Yeah, you know? yeah. No. So tens of thousands of dollars a day in in cloning them, and basically you just need a way of copying the magnetic strip on the gift card hmm. and duplicating that onto a clone gift card if only these people could put their intelligence because it takes some organization to do that right and some know-how to something yeah. useful for society got to buy the technology I mean, yeah okay yeah you got you got to figure this stuff out but i'm always amazed at what nefarious people and criminals go through and the efforts they go through mm-hmm. For you know, a gain, of course, but the risks involved. If you're good, you get you're you're willing to trade five, ten, twenty years of your life in jail because you're going to get caught eventually. It, oftentimes, yeah. I was going to say they they do get caught. Yeah, it just but then they get a starring role in some uh, you know uh, TV show, a documentary. <laughs> you know, stupid stupid things that criminals do. Yeah, you know, you're, you're right there. Um, you can't really cl- well. I guess you could, but um, it, it's pretty hard. You can tell pretty easily when gold and silver is is faked or. There's like, sure. a, you know, those ones you might get for Christmas that have the gold wrapping on them with the center part that you can eat. Yeah, 
the um, chocolates. Yeah, the chocolates. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can tell that pretty good. Uh, look, I've been ordering from Desert Gold Exchange, physical gold and silver delivered to me. Um, we've, we've been, Angela and I have been into gold and silver for, for decades. Uh, I don't tell you how to invest. Always seek your financial planner for advice on that in that regard. But I look at it as insurance policy, owning a little right. something. And you gave a good example, Bob. The Julia Roberts, you know, we're hanging out and the, the mm-hmm. cyber attack hits, mm-hmm. you know, and all of a sudden pretty woman's like, I don't have anything. These are fake diamonds and this and that, right? So right. You, you need something tangible and real to trade with, your, your right? credit cards don't work. Yeah. You drive up to the ATM. It's, it says out of order. Your gold card does not have any gold in it or your platinum card lacks platinum, right? So you got to get the real thing. You got to get the real thing. Uh, why don't you call Justin at Desert Gold Exchange, a deal in exclusively intangible gold and silver. Here's the number. Mention that I t- sent you, please. Another great Christmas idea. They're, Given it, I, they're I, a family-owned company, Family-owned company. Keep yeah. the overhead low. Pass Fantastic. the savings on to you. I, I like giving those, um, like, junk silvers. I think that's a pretty cool gift. Or a... Uh, um, a silver eagle, silver dollar, oh. you know, which is an ounce of silver. Right. I think those are pretty good gift ideas, especially for not super young because you don't want them to lose it or putting it in like a vending machine if people still do that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's pretty cool, and you show them what real money is. So anyway, call Desert nice. Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. That's 888-852-4343. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Diamond Auto Glass, where the difference is clear.com. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Another article you sent me here, and Bob Thorpe's here with me. He served four terms in the Arizona House of Representatives. He's also running for uh, the Coconino County Recorder. Recorders. Uh- I had trouble with that last time. I like telling people, because most people don't know what the recorder does, so I always tell them the elections recorder. Yeah, he's the official show recorder here. Does all the backups for us. I push the button. He pushed the button, yeah. He wants to get in there and um, get back to paper everything in case the cyber attack or zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Everybody gets back to even... No hanging chads, though. No, even like the computers will be running those punch cards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's that's not the case okay um what do you make of you know as you spent time down there at the arizona legislature and you had to deal directly in your in your case you were at least dealing with a republican governor although sometimes a rhino republican governor right now democrat governor hobbs what do you make of her now she's got a photo op down at the border mm-hmm. now she's sending a letter that we don't know if biden received or not mm-hmm. saying that the border's you know a problem right. what do you make of all this so do you think Biden actually would read a letter like that? And and if he does, does he does it make any sense to him? I mean, I I, I have little faith in that. Well, um, again, real quick, Bob. Yeah. Listen back to the podcast for last hour, which uh-huh. I don't think you heard, because Olivia asked a good question of how did they send it? 
I, oh. I want to know the specifics here. Was it by email? Was it by letter? Courier? Does he? How many letters does it he was, get a day? It was, uh, you know, one of our Arizona desert tortoises. Yeah, we, it's we, still we, going. We put the letter on the back of the desert tortoise, a little bit of tape. So, um, so I think what um, our our wonderful governor, uh, Governor Hobbs, and by the way, I I used to work with uh, Katie Hobbs, so I know her. And she was in the legislature, right? Uh, she was in the legislature first uh, in the House uh, when I was in the House, and then. Over in the senate um yeah the um the thing with hobbs you know i think that she was very concerned about uh, newsom when um the chinese dictator showed up and all of a sudden you know the streets were clean the drug dealers were mm-hmm. gone yeah. and chinese flags were installed <clears throat> so what she did was she uh, drove down to the border she installed a bunch of chinese flags and uh, and a lot of the people coming across the border saw the Chinese flags and, and, and thought to themselves, wait a second, we're in the wrong place. <laughs> they thought we're they not, were in San Francisco. We're not in America, after all. <laughs> no, they thought they were in China. Oh, okay. I, I see where so, you're So, um, yeah, it, it was a photo op. And, um, yeah, she uh, sent a, um, a harshly uh, drafted letter um, basically telling uh, the federal government that they needed to pay for um, all the negative impact that uh, we're experiencing. But, you know, what's interesting is, you know, you feel kind of sorry for the Border uh, Patrol folks. They had a 10, 20, 30-minute reprieve, um, and basically nobody was crossing the border at that time. It's amazing how they but, shut that down if they need but to. But like 10 minutes later, after after Katie Hobbs left, after Governor Hobbs left, uh, people were lined up again, and, yeah. and they were being processed again. So um, is it going to do any good? No, I don't think so. I, th- no. I think that, you know, if I were governor, I think I would turn loose my attorney general to basically sue the federal government. Yeah. Um, just sending a letter, you know, I, I guess maybe because she's a Democrat, a liberal Democrat at that, sending it to a um, liberal Democrat uh, president of the United States, maybe that gets a little more notice than uh, a Republican doing it. I mean, send the National Guard if you, the Arizona National Guard. Right. If you really want to take action, you know, lead. These are our brave leaders, you know, charging over the hill with mm-hmm. bayonets attached. Mm-hmm. You know, lead, lead the National Guard. Wait, so, wait, go, go up there, go in the front, march down to the border with the National Guard if you want to make a difference. So in Texas, they, they strung a razor wire, you know, that's a curly yeah, bar, yeah. barbed wire that you definitely don't want to, you know, have your skin come in contact nasty with. nasty stuff, yeah. It is pretty nasty stuff. And so what ended up happening, so it was the, um, the Texas, uh, I think they're like their state uh, troopers, uh, it's kind of like our DPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're stringing this uh, razor wire, trying to slow people down, like at Eagle Eagle Pass and elsewhere. And um, it was the feds that were coming along, like the Border Patrol uh, that worked for the federal government. They were cutting the razor wire mm-hmm. that Air, or that Texas had installed to try to slow down illegal immigration that, uh, to allow people to more easily make it through. That's what I was going to say. That right there is all the proof you need. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to stop the border, or at least slow it down they would have said okay fine put the razor wire up because what else do you need on the border other than the illegal crossings like the lukeville one that's still closed what are we day day eight day nine into Mm -hmm. that closure down there that's the points where people can legally enter Mm -hmm. so yeah stringing razor wire well if feds are right behind you you know cutting it rolling it back up and that is nasty stuff by the way if you drive around in mexico which i have spent some time in mexico driving around that razor wire is everywhere down there really like 
you know, if you have a decent house mm-hmm. and you're, you know, they've got oh, like no. the compound inside, it's uh-huh. like you've got razor wire outside. Wow. It's like, I really don't want our country to be like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mind putting razor wire along the border, mm-hmm. but I don't want so many people coming into this country unchecked that I have to put razor wire around my house. And then Bob's climbing over it, and I'm like, hey, that's how you got to get in. Isn't that a, an amazing irony, though, when you're talking about down Lukeville, that uh, the legal port is closed. Yeah. So if you want to legally either cross into Mexico or come back through Mexico or from Mexico, uh, you can't do it. But if you're illegal, you can do it. I've, I've had this thought that, you know, I told my wife that why don't we take a trip uh, to Florida? And, and her comment was, well, you know, we really can't afford it. And I said, well, all we had to do is drive down to the border, tell uh, the Border Patrol that we just came in from Guatemala and that we want to be relocated <laughs> in Florida. And uh, they'll, that's not for ahead, you. they'll put us on an airplane and fly us to Florida. Yeah, that's not for you. Those, for free of yeah, charge. Yeah, that, you don't get those kind of <laughs> kind of things. You, you often wonder if you like lost your passport and you just wanted to walk across. Yeah. Like, would, you'd be like arrested oh, we'd and... In, we'd end up in prison. Yeah, we'd be, you'd be in prison. And it's like, you're actually a citizen. And it's like, they walk across <laughs> and they're clearly not in this country. I think... I think America's pretty frustrated with this, but I don't know if enough are. Uh, I said this yesterday about what Hobbs did sending that letter. I do appreciate the letter. Sure. I'm glad to see the letter. And I said, welcome to the club. Welcome to the party. We've been talking about this for a very long time. People like me, you, and and many others. Mm -hmm. And she's been running away from that issue. No, we don't have an immigration issue. No, the, the, the right is, and the conservatives are blowing this out of proportion. But she knows that's not the truth. You've worked with her. I mean, there's... Uh, I, I hate to get into people's personal life or anything, but is she of a fairly intelligent, you know, being? I, I mean, I'm not asking yeah, for, um, you know, is she somebody that can, you know, I, I logically I think my, deduct things? I think my overall impression is uh, using using a scale of 1 to 10, I'd say she's probably around a 7, maybe an 8 okay. as far as intelligence. So she's, she's smart. I figured she's got I, a, a brain. I think one of the times I saw her in action and it left an impression with me was – I was visiting the Senate. I was on, on the Senate floor sitting in the back, and um, there was a Republican bill that was being voted on, and she was like the minority um, leader or whip, okay. and she was sitting up front. And all of a sudden, she realized that there was a couple of Democrats in the back that were voting in favor of this Republican bill. And as I recall, the bill wasn't anything outrageous or anything it was a kind of a common sense bill but because it was because (laughs) it was a republican bill yeah all of a sudden i see her turn around and she comes marching back and i see her whispering in these uh, different democrats ears and you know lava is coming out of her eyeballs (laughs) and they immediately change their votes yeah that's the machine yeah exactly that's the machine and that's what I'm sick of. And so, you know, I and and I looked at that bill and I thought, you know, it's a reasonable bill. Yeah. And uh, to have that kind of control over the process that you're going to just shut down anyone from, you know, crossing the line. Yeah. My point being, you've interacted with her personally and, I have. you know, professionally at, at the, the legislature. Um, she seems like a fairly intelligent person. She knows what she's doing. She knows this is an election year. She knows that Arizonans and Americans are frustrated with what's going on at the border. She knows that Ruben Gallego is running for the U.S. Senate here in the state, and he's one of the most leftist members, you know, of Congress out there. And all I, of a sudden, I served with you him. Served too. with him too. Yeah, yeah. he's that's no joke. He's oh, he's I there's left, and then there's far left. Right? I dislike the man. 
Yeah, and now all of a sudden he's kind of like a moderate. He came out the other day with this statement on the smash and grab crime and how he's getting tough on crime. Now, <laughs> now um, uh, Hobbs is getting tough on immigration and sending a letter to the president because they know the president's pretty worthless as far as getting any boost, sure. You know, in, in the polls and, and and voting. So all of a sudden they're tough. It's election year. BS is what it is because mm -hmm. their actions for a very long time, these guys of uh, Gallego, Hobbs, and the like have been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. If they wanted to do something, they would have done something. Mm -hmm. Did they just have their, you know, come to Jesus moment here? I don't think so. I think, I think they're full of it on this. If, if they felt <clears throat> that going even further to the left uh, would help them and their party, they would, they would do it yeah. in, yeah. A, in a heartbeat. In a but, heartbeat. But yeah, I mean, anytime when you're talking about an upcoming election, uh, people moderate themselves. Yeah, and they're doing it drastically because you wouldn't even touch immigration or they wouldn't have even touched immigration not too long ago. Right. And now they're so, okay, I'll take it. I agree with you, Governor Hobbs. Mm -hmm. I agree with you, Ruben Gallego. Got a crime problem. We got a border problem. Mm -hmm. uh, don't change when you get reelected or elected. And you will. You know he's going to. You know Gallego would not be strong on the border if he goes from the Congress and he goes to the House to the Senate. It's and, not going to happen. And the voters have a short memory. They do have a short memory. Yeah, he's saying what needs to be heard at this point. All right, uh, we're getting close to Christmas. We're getting close to New Year's. You're getting close to having a lot of family members over and friends for all those parties. Why don't you get those carpets cleaned? Nothing screams like family rumor mill than the big stain that was still there from last year on the carpet. Call zero res oh, no. <laughs> northern arizona.com right now. Still get you in there. They've got a great price here on three rooms of carpet clean for 138 bucks. Get ready for the in-laws. Get the get that carpet cleaned in the kids' room that they're going to be sleeping in or whatever. 138 bucks, three rooms of carpet, plus deep clean of tile and grout, starting at just $69 per room. They're experts in tile, vinyl, and stone deep cleaning as well. Call for the absolute best pricing and to set up a, a, an appointment right now. 928-378-8888. 928-378-8888. Or go to ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. That's ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show Thorpe's here with me. Love to hear from you. Uh, like Olivia said last hour, uh, I'm having all my regular folks like Bob stay an extra hour so I can record all new stuff for next week, year-end wrap-up stuff looking ahead to 24. Uh, so this week is our last time to get your comments out there. So if you want to say some year-end stuff, uh, talk about what's going on, anything like that, get that in now. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. You were... Um, 
so wandering about and a little earlier you were telling uh telling the folks that you like you and angela like to have a little gold and silver mm-hmm. you like to have your portfolio diversified mm-hmm. so uh, it got me thinking about something that happened to me when i was a young man i was a teenager working in a plumbing store in southern california and um a gentleman comes in and a nice gentleman it probably goodness my my recollection is he had to be maybe in his 70s i was gonna thought thought you say he was really old in his 50s (laughs) and um for for whatever reason we're we're carrying out a conversation he reaches in his pocket and he pulls out a piece of silver um that's the same size as a silver dollar okay and um and he hands it to me and i'm looking it over and it doesn't have a mark on it in other words if it were a silver dollar you know you'd you'd see let's say an eagle on it and and you'd see you know in, in god we trust and so on and so forth so he tells me the story that when he was um i don't know 6 7 years old his grandfather hands him a silver dollar mm. And says, you know, keep this in your pocket. You'll you'll never regret, you know, having this in your pocket. This guy goes on to live into his seventies, probably. He's still carrying that silver dollar in his pocket. And from uh, walking and having that silver dollar just kind of moving around, rubbing back and forth inside his pocket, it completely rubbed off uh, any of the embossing oh. that occurs when that dollar had been minted. He'd walked around basically his whole life with that thing? He had that thing for probably 70 years amazing. in his pocket. I, I thought you were going to tell me it was just a silver round. You know, you can buy no, an unmarked, yeah, you know. But isn't that amazing? Yeah. That, uh, yeah. And he was really proud of it. Yeah, you know, this is a silver dollar my grandfather gave me. And, uh, and you couldn't tell it was a silver dollar. You know, some people buy those credit card size like gold cards I've, now. I've Have seen you seen those? those? They're yeah. like one They're grand. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I thought about this because, you know, Isabel's going over to, to Europe for a while to study for uh-huh. four months. I don't exactly want her walking around with a chunk of gold, but, uh-huh. you know, a few of those grams, because what you do is it's a credit card size, you fit in your wallet, and I think you can tear off a, a one gram little square mm-hmm. or rectangle. And mm-hmm. it's, there's, there's like, you know, 10 or 20 or 30 of them on there, whatever. I can't mm-hmm. remember. That's kind of a cool idea. It's like you always got that backup plan. Right. You know, in case you're at the Hamptons, like Julia Roberts and all yeah. hell breaks loose, at least you chunk f- off a piece of gold. <laughs> a friend of mine down in Sedona who's a real gun advocate, years ago he told me that one of the best insurance policies that you can have is buying 22 ammunition. Yeah. And yeah. the reason he said that is that that's such a popular round, let's say, if if all hell breaks loose, if mm-hmm. uh, society breaks down, and you need to go out and hunt, you know, small game, you know, squirrels, rabbits, things like that. 22 would be a very good round to have. Or trade. And, yeah, and that was his comment also, that, you know, somebody is baking bread and you want a loaf of bread, you might hand them three or four 22 bullets in exchange for that loaf of bread. Yeah, I mean, I you can buy those buckets, right. like the practice uh, 22 rounds and stuff like that. And it's, it's definitely gone up a lot. We uh-huh. used to buy those and burn those off in no time right now. You have to be a little more uh, conservative with it going forward. So not by a bad the, plan. By the way, you have to calculate the price per round. Every every time I've looked at oh, those yeah. buckets, yeah. I've gone into Sportsman or, or where else or elsewhere. And um, Hopefully Timberline. Uh, I don't yeah, know if he's got the buckets. I'm not sure he does or not. Yeah, but, I'll ask him tomorrow. But long story short, you need to you know, figure out the uh, price per round because I've actually found that 
the bucket, you think you're you're getting like what fifteen hundred, two thousand rounds, something like that. It's actually more more expensive per round. Yeah, it's like when you buy that big can of tuna fish at the big box store. You know the, the, the five over- pound. Yeah, and you're like, and then you realize, uh, well, first of all, you can't even eat it all. You waste half of it, right? The beefaroni. So, oh man, not so much. The Seinfeld feed the horse, Kramer feed. <laughs> all right, Bob. Hey, I appreciate it. And Bob will be back on next week, of course, because he's staying late. We'll do some year end stuff. Nice. Always appreciate it. And uh, be back here tomorrow. I think we got uh, Rob Wilson from Timberline. Everybody have a great night. Take care. See you soon.